Fantasy football has become a major reality for millions of fans. Makes him off to the 30. He's gone. He's gone. What a move. It takes skill to win your fantasy championship, separating the zeros. He goes to the near side, and it's picked off. Intercepted. From the fantasy heroes. Down the middle, it's caught over the shoulder in the end zone. Buckle up your chin strap for the fantasy fix. Always a pleasure to talk fantasy football with our good friend Holden Kushner of TuneIn Sports. Holden, I'm reminded of Richard Sherman's observation about fantasy football, saying effectively that many fantasy football players view actual NFL players as commodities when they go down with injuries. So I feel dirty framing the question this way, but obviously we're all reacting to the breaking news of Deshaun Watson going down. So what's the fantasy implication for receivers like DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller now playing with Tom Savage? Well, first of all, don't you think real NFL owners often feel that way too? I mean, you don't think Bob McNair thinks that his major commodity has gone down? I don't think it's just fantasy owners. I think that there's, you know, it's business when it comes down to it. I don't know what his relationship was with Deshaun, but I think really that's just the business world, isn't it? Yeah, I understand. And that's why I asked the question. But, you know, timing is everything in life. All right, beautiful. So let's do this. Uh, you, you downgrade Hopkins a little bit. He's still a back-end wide receiver. One, you downgrade Fuller a little bit, and now he's a three. It's just – it's. I mean, Hopkins was the number two wide receiver in fantasy, so he's not going to be there anymore. You, you knock him down about ten spots. You may have to knock Fuller down ten spots as well. It's a, it's pretty it's pretty damning to a lot of teams. Holding you mentioned relationships, uh, Russell Wilson and Doug uh, Doug Baldwin has had a good one over some years, but has Paul Richardson caught him um, as the number one receiver on this team? No, he hasn't caught him as the number one receiver on the team. Is, but he is on the field a lot. He is getting a lot of targets. Um, you know, last week was the breakthrough right there. Six catches, 105, and two touchdowns. But let's also remember that, you know, he had only had one game with more than three receptions before this one. And he still hasn't gotten double-digit targets. So it's not even close. Doug Baldwin still the number one. But Richardson is getting looks in the red zone, in the red area, as many would say. So there you go. Fancy fix with one of the best in the business, Holden Kushner. Holden, looking at the injury report last week, heading into the Chargers matchup on the road in New England, Melvin Gordon listed with the foot issue. Well, he looked very healthy sprinting down the sideline for that long touchdown. Chargers on a bye. Do you think that buys them enough time for now Gordon to be as effective as he was to start the season when the Chargers resumed their schedule? I mean, he's a top five back in my book, and boy, did he look good on that uh, breakaway last week. And he finally got tracked down at the five-yard line, just pushed from behind into the end zone. This guy has been an absolute stud this year. I mean, he's not – if you look at the numbers, he's not the greatest running back in the world. Um, he, he is – he's averaging – what is he even averaging a little over three yards uh, per carry at this point. But his uh, he, he does have breakaway speed, and I like the fact that he's so productive out of the backfield. He just gets tons of volume, and that's what we want to see. Yes, Melvin Gordon's going to be fine. He's a top five the rest of the way. When it comes to attention on the Carolina Panthers' offense, Calvin Benjamin obviously was. He's no longer there. Do you think it's time now that Christian McCaffrey has that breakthrough time in this season, or was the hype too much for him coming into this league? 
I think he's a terrific receiving back. He actually he actually had a couple nice chip blocks last week too. I like what he's he's coming along in the blocking game. He's not a running back. He's not going to go through the tackles. He's more of a receiver at this point in time in his career. I like Devin Funches to get some more looks. Um, I think Russell Shepard is going to get some more looks too. Samuel will get some more looks. But I think McCaffrey is going to probably get targeted a little bit more with Benjamin being gone. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber talking fantasy with Holden Kushner. Undeniably, Marshawn Lynch has been a huge bust coming out of retirement to play for the Raiders. He's had a week now to ponder things, maybe get healthier because of the suspension. What's the fantasy analysis of Lynch heading into Sunday Night Football between Oakland and Miami? I mean, first of all, if there's one if there's one unit on the Miami defense that's been decent, I think it's their run defense. The second thing would be, I, I didn't have any shares of him going into the season, and I don't. I have him on no teams. I think he's a, a deep league starter at best. He's not someone I would even have in my starting lineups this week. I'm just waiting for Dwayne Washington and uh, and, and Richard to get their chances because I think those two young guys can do everything that Lynch does, at least from a fantasy perspective. Lynch is obviously really violent and. Uh, they like having him in there. But from a fantasy standpoint, I'd rather see Washington and Richard get the looks. In Miami, how big of a difference in value in players there uh, is it with Jay Cutler starting as opposed to Matt Moore? You know, Jay Cutler, it's not like the offense was humming under Jay Cutler. Matt Moore, the the offense just looks so gross. What was that, a Thursday night game last time we saw him? I, I personally do not see much of a difference there. Maybe Cutler can get the ball down the field a little bit more, but – uh, I think there's a nice floor from Jarvis Landry no matter what because he's going to see the ball. We'll see what happens with the running game. I think the running game just got worse um, without Jay Ajayi, so maybe they'll be throwing the ball a lot more. It's a, it's a big question mark in Miami. I, I see them playing from behind a lot, and I think Parker and Landry will be fine, but if it's Cutler or more, to me, it really doesn't matter. Fantasy owners often chase points into Monday Night Football, so looking ahead to Detroit on the road to Green Bay, would you start any Lions receivers in that game? Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones actually having uh, a couple of nice weeks. This is a terrific, a terrific matchup for him. And he's had six catches each of the last three weeks. His yardage has gone from 54 to 96 to 128. Marvin Jones is a stud. I like him, and he had big games against them last year. He went for 205 and two touchdowns in the game at Green Bay. So I think Marvin Jones is a play. Golden Tate's a guy you play, too. I would like to see them establish the run once in a while, though. That would be nice. Uh, Amir Abdullah says, give him the ball. Uh, He could be an every down back. We'll see if his body can hang up. But I'd like to see them try and run the ball a little bit more. Speaking of backs, Holden, in the event he's still available, is Alex Collins of the Ravens a guy you pick up off the Raven wire? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you ask me my choice between Marshawn Lynch and Alex Collins at this point, I'm going with Alex Collins. I mean, at least there's some upside there. He showed he could catch the ball. He had a little explosiveness. I'm still not sold on the Ravens' backfield. They're having trouble running. It is a timeshare, but I think that there's more opportunity for uh, for Alex Collins to have some big games as opposed to where Lynch is. So, yeah, that's that's where I am with him right now. Talking fantasy football with Holden Kushner. Just three late games coming up on Sunday. Among them, divisional matchup, Arizona-San Francisco. Cardinals moving forward without Carson Palmer's Drew Stanton. Do you think that they're going to give it to Adrian Peterson much more moving forward just to minimize Stanton's role in the offense? 
I mean, I'll say this much. They have the best matchup there is, and if Peterson doesn't bust out again against uh, San Francisco, I'm a little bit concerned. He had that great first week with Arizona, but they're the worst. The San Francisco's the worst against the run in the National Football League. Uh, the game plan should be to give it to him a whole bunch and hope that it works out there. I think Andre Ellington is another guy, too, at least in the passing game, that they, uh, they don't sleep on Ellington as well if he's – if he gets uh, to a point to where he's healthy on a consistent basis. So, yeah, the running game this week for Arizona should be uh, the part of that offense you're targeting. This is something we haven't talked about in Jacksonville for a long time. They're running the football extremely well. Let's start with Leonard Fournette. Uh, will he be back to his top value, or, you still, or are there still concerns uh, right now about his ankle? Because the ankle? He practiced fully yesterday, and he got some time off. My, my concern is, is this thing going to bother him it chronically because he had some issues with the foot back at college too, but no, he's, he's right there. He's got a nice matchup here, middle of the road against Cincinnati guy has scored in every game, but one that was in the jets game. Uh, he's catching passes out of the, of the backfield. Um, Leonard Fournette is a stud and he's another guy that's probably a top four uh, running back. So yeah, I'm all for Leonard Fournette, especially this week. Finally, we've all been enjoying your spot promoting the TB12 audiobook in heavy uh-huh. rotation yes. on this program. Yes. Have you been dabbling in Brady's unique diet? Uh, you know, I only eat bananas and I stay away from tomatoes. So yeah, I mean, I'm all about the TB12 uh, diet right there. Yes. Why do you stay away from tomatoes? Because Tom Brady understand. does. My wife told me Tom Brady does. Inflammatory, Cordell. Inflammatory. Yeah, very inflammatory. Really? Don't eat, uh, yeah. Don't eat tomatoes. No fruits except for bananas, which was a miss. I I thought bananas oh. were bad for you. He says they're good for inflammation. Oh hell, oh. I won't be having any tomatoes on my hamburger anymore. <laughs> no, I highly That's recommend be a dry you hamburger do. there, Holden. Yeah, we're not trying to be quarterbacks anymore, buddy. <laughs> Trust me, being a quarterback sometimes can help you and even sometimes hurt you at the same time because not having tomatoes on my sandwich or my burger is a problem. I'm Would sorry. you have done the TB12 diet when you were playing? If Tom Brady said, here, Cordell, try this. Um, if I was, you know, t- nowadays, guys are really into their bodies. I think just people in general, they're more health conscious than ever. Um, maybe way back when, because, you know, when you're out there playing, holding honestly as an athlete in your time and even in our time, we were young. We took that stuff for granted for the most part. I think Tom Brady has has started something uh, that that deserves an opportunity to be talked about, especially for the younger players to determine their longevity in the game. So if he could do it at 40 to where he may want to do it till he's at least 42, 43, and that helps. I mean, I think I may have tried it way back when, you know, if, if, if it was something that was a big deal like it is now. Of course, you know, it's trendy. We're a trendy group of people here in America. How about you, Brian? I mean, mm. you know, can really huh. help your mental fitness this for one. doing radio shows. Yeah. So I highly recommend you do the T- TB12. What was it again? <laughs> you read that spot a thousand times. TB12 I read it once, audiobook. dude, and they did some editing. So, oh, the TD- <laughs> TB12 audiobook. Right. Available on question, TuneIn. Please, Brian. It's available please on TuneIn. That question. Oh, you want me to answer the question? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Stay off the onions and the, uh, maybe, I think, you know what? You might be able to eat onions. Stay away from plums. Oh, we do a Bill Raftery? Onions! Yes, my body is a temple. It's a temple of doom. Here's the issue Cordell can attest to. I tried to get off Diet Coke. Diet Coke is my foundation when it comes to caffeine. I know carbonation is not good. We had a lousy week in April, and Cordell said, yeah, this is last year. You got to go back into Diet Coke, pal. I need you that energized. So, oh, seriously? Oh, it got bad. Yeah, I couldn't even talk. I was having a I rough mean, he week. He went to the so-called doctor that told him to stay off of him, 
and, and he started going downward. It started going downhill as far as his energy was concerned. Yep. And all of a sudden, you know, I was like, hey, man, we need the old guy back. Bring him back. You, you know, he ended to... up bringing two six-packs inside the studios, uh, drinking a Diet Coke, and he, you know, he just, he just took off from there. Holden, but, you know I would give tune in a kidney just to have the opportunity to work with Cordell. Sounds to me like you guys need to try the TB12 method audio book on tuning. <laughs> he needs a tomato. Cordell's going to make an avocado smoothie right now. We've got to take a break. Holden, great information as always. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, especially about the fruit. Bye, guys. Right, right. Holden Kushner, <laughs> breaking it down.